back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti, and I know I said I was going to put out this episode on like Tuesday on Instagram, and now it's Friday, and I'm not recording it because I uh, had a crazy week. A lot happened this week, and the podcast just got slowly pushed to the back burner, which is very sad because ideally I'd love for this to be top of mind every day, but as we know, my style is kind of based on my experiences I talk about them and uh, although I've gone back and forth for a very long time um, about what I want my podcast to be like I've decided that I think my thing is just living my life doing what I do and then just talking to you guys about my experiences and the takeaways things I've learned and occasionally throwing in some historical stuff because we know we all know I love that stuff so anyway today's episode is no exception from what typically happens on here I'm just gonna kind of let you know let it go let it let it rip. I don't like using that phrase, but like, let it roll. Maybe that's better. I don't really know. I'm going to talk and you guys are going to listen and that's going to be lovely. I have a lot to share. Um, I have this app called the pattern app. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. If you haven't definitely download it. My, actually my, my boss at L'Oreal, um, my most recent boss was the person that introduced me to the app. And ever since I've seen so many people posting it on their stories, I think it's really kind of taking over the world, this app, because it's kind of spooky. The Scorpio in me loves it because it's super spot on to what you're going through. It like analyzes your, I think it's like your rising, your moon sign and all that stuff. Like you enter a lot of information and then from there they give you like a very pinpointed diagnosis of like what's going on in, inside of you based on the elements, based on just the, you know, the rising and fall of the zodiac. I don't even know, guys. I'm just, I'm word vomiting right now. Something spiritual. But for whatever reason, it always hits the nail right on the head with me. Sometimes it like kind of misses the mark a little bit, but like for the most part, it's usually extremely spot on, which is kind of terrifying. So this past week, um, my pattern app said, I wrote this down in my journal so I could read it to you guys. This is a tremendous time frame to share, express, or contribute what you have learned so far this month. So here we go. (laughs) I'm going to share what I've learned so far this month. Um, And I was kind of looking back on it because it's already kind of been a significant chunk of the month. I've been doing Vlogmas, as you guys know, so I've been vlogging every day. And truthfully, the time has been flying. It's already halfway through December. We're so close to 2020. I can already kind of taste it. It's like really here. So, I mean, I feel like this is saying like the past month, but I feel like it's been kind of like you know, a little over a month that I've been feeling certain feelings that I'm going to unpack tonight. I'm trying to also remember what I talked about last week and the week prior. I know two episodes ago, I actually posted an episode called I Like Like Him. And you guys are always asking me updates on my love life. Like a lot of you guys were like, whatever happened to that guy you talked about way back that chased you down on the street by uh, Equinox, like on your way to the gym? Uh, Well, long story short with that one, I so he was like a doctor or whatever he was I forget exactly he was like something medical and he actually so he went out of town for like a surgery situation I don't really know something very again I'm it's like Grey's Anatomy that's all I really can compare it to but he was like out of town and then when he came back I was like of course what I do you, you guys know I did some research and after I researched him a little bit I was like this guy is actually like 35 years old maybe older than that and so I was like he's a little bit old for me and so I was because he had my number and I didn't have his so I was waiting for him to text me basically or like call me or something and he did and I you know once he finally did I was like, I'm just, you know, or actually, I, to be honest with you, I waited a few days to respond because I didn't know how to say, like, you're too old for me, basically. I didn't even want to, like, get his hopes up because, like, I'm 24. He's, like, 36 or something. I, that's just too big of a gap for me, but I wanted to be honest with him. So, basically, 
I like waited a few days and I was like gonna respond to him and then he he found me on LinkedIn guys because he thought he had the wrong number so he found me on LinkedIn LinkedIn messaged me and was like hi blah blah and like just the demeanor of his message and also just the fact that he's like 37 I keep upping the age like in his like mid to late 30s I was like oh god this is just too much so I ended up responding to him on LinkedIn saying I'm sorry I just don't think this is gonna work out like whatever we're at different points in our lives whatever that like generic thing is anyway so that was the end of that chapter I forgot to tell you guys about that or maybe I I don't think I did I kind of lose track of what I say on these episodes but anyway for those of you who are curious that's how that went Um, but it was very flattering and I told him that and it was very obviously a great New York City story so Yeah, but then two episodes ago, as you know, I posted the I like like him episode about this one particular person who I'm no longer seeing actually. Um, Basically, it's nothing like crazy. It's just like, I mean, I don't want to like disclose way too much because of his privacy. Okay. All right. Holiday cheer. Um, But basically he, his job's just very demanding. And so it just wasn't going to work. Like he was only reaching out to me at like very late hours of the night. And most of the time it was just like, you know, it just wasn't going to be a relationship where we were going to go on dates and I was going to feel special. Like it was really for one thing, not against him at all. He just doesn't have time to date. And that's understandable for, I guess, you know, where he is right now. And we're just in different places. I feel like I just have to know when I'm in a different place than someone else and I shouldn't settle for the things that you know, someone else settles for just because they're in a different point of their lives, you know? So anyway, that's kind of, you know, out with, I don't want to say out with the old, that's like not the right phrase to use here. Basically just on to the next situation. So that kind of fizzled out last week. And I mean, funny enough, like he actually booty called me last night, but we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen. Um, Anyway, so two days ago, I went on the most spectacular date I've ever been on in New York City history of my, me being here, my life here. And there's a lot of things I could say about just why it was such a great date. But at the end of the day, like Sparknotes version, he just, we just get each other. We really clicked. Like there's certain dates where you can't really like pinpoint exactly what was so great about it, except for that you guys were just on the same wavelength. There wasn't any awkward silences. Like I feel like first dates are always a little bit awkward, but you know, aside from just like the normal awkwardness that happens during first dates of like with I don't know I feel like there's always something with the waitress or something (laughs) like someone asks you know what I mean like normal restaurant etiquette is just like very it's difficult on first dates when you know the waitress like can't tell if it's a date so she's like oh gosh like who do I give the check to you know what I mean it's like situations like that but um other than that it was really great I mean funny enough yeah I mean he ordered a martini like (laughs) guys there's just like so many little things actually he ordered a martini because I ordered a martini first and he was like I'll have what you're having also I mean I picked the place that we went to I wish you guys could see me right now because I'm like grinning I'm so happy about this date and again I'm trying to keep myself level and know what I want but like nonetheless freaking great date so he walks in and I I was already there because I picked the place and it's a place that's normally very busy and they don't take reservations so I was really nervous that because he'd never been there and I was like okay I want him to have a good first impression of this place that I picked obviously you know so I I go early 
and luckily his train was like he took the subway and his train was down so he took a little longer and I was like yes perfect I'll have plenty of time to make sure we get a table so I get there and classically like it's completely full it's like happy hour there's a party or something it's like a nightmare my stomach sinks I'm like oh no this is going to be a nightmare and then luckily I like go to the hostess stand I'm like hi uh, table for two for drinks and I'm like how long is the wait going to be she's like 50 minutes and I was like 15 she's like no 50 five zero I'm like oh my god I think she saw the look on my face and I go and I, I she like made a face and I was like I'm on a first date like I picked this place and I'm really nervous like it's starting in like a half an hour like do you think and she's like let me see what I can do like literally the manager comes out <laughs> or he's like there he's like around and he's like oh what's going on blah, blah blah he literally materialized a table out of nowhere I don't know where like I don't know what happened I just know he said like come back in 10 minutes like it's gonna be fine so I just go out for a walk like calming my nerves it's like cold outside but it's like good I like walked around a little bit on the street like I felt like such an idiot just like walking around waiting for this date to happen whatever then I get like a text because they said they text me you know the typical like restaurant text and so I go back and a table materialized it's like a perfect little in a little nook like a very romantic setup like with the candle and everything and I'm like oh my god <laughs> like tis the season right like people are so nice sometimes in New York I feel like New York is a really bad rap for being just like a mean place but if you're honest with people and are patient with people like things will materialize so anyway I obviously I'm there early so I sit down and I get a very stiff martini because I was as I've said a million times already I was nervous I was nervous because I'm just like or maybe not nervous I was just like anxious kind of or maybe it was just like a blend of many emotions because I I'm just so sick of like putting myself out there so many times for just not to work I'm like I'm so I mean I know you're supposed to like just wait around and eventually it'll happen but like come on like I'm still gonna try so funny enough actually we met on hinge but he has his roommate or his like best friend slash roommate is a friend of mine acquaintance slash like we we haven't seen each other in a long time since high school so he went to high school in my area and I knew him because he was hooking up with one of my friends in high school and so yeah so I know him and so we both know this one guy basically mutual friend so that is why he messaged me on hinge he said he's like I don't really like do hinge but I saw you and I showed my roommate and he was like oh like I know this girl she's very cool whatever so he gave me a good little uh good review so (laughs) he went on the date so we're on the date everything is just like like I said flowing extremely well and I don't know I I just feel like we both kind of get each other you know there's just certain similarities between us that I feel like like we're we have a sense of humor but we're also very like driven I feel like in different ways like we have we also both have hobbies which I think is hard for a guy to have a hobby he plays a a musical instrument I don't want to like give too much information just in case I don't know I'm like actually nervous he's gonna listen to this because I I want this to like go well I feel like some some relationships or some like flirtationships I'm just like so open to talk about because I know it's gonna fizzle out and be done but like this I think is actually maybe something but I always say that. So you guys are just going to keep listening to these episodes of me talking about how I think something's going to work out. And then, you know, eventually it will. And it'll just be a nice little success story, right? So anyway, that is what I did a few days ago. I was actually going to podcast that night. And then, of course, I got home super late from the state. We were there until like 2 a.m. So naturally, I didn't get to podcast. But I did get a good night kiss, which was lovely. So anyway, that is the date situation. Um, I'm trying to see what else. I, I wrote down some stuff in my journal um oh (laughs) so 
So basically, I, I told you guys we we ended the date at like two, but basically the bar like closed at a certain time. So and we didn't want to like stop the date, of course. And it was freezing outside. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, I live around the corner. Do you just want to go to my apartment? <laughs> Do you want to go back to my place? And I was like, in my head, I'm like, Katie, be cool about this. Like, be cool. It's a first date nothing crazy so we go back to my apartment and it was so nice we just like sat on my couch I made another martini for us like I was not feeling my head hurt the next day let's just say that made another little martini because I have all my supplies here so I made a couple martinis we sit on my couch we I put a record on and he like lost his shit because I put on the um the peanuts you know like the Christmas record and he's like oh my god I listen to this at home all the time this reminds me of being home like blah blah I was like yep okay that's a good one all my friends made fun of me for getting that record and now it's working out in my favor so we're just sitting there talking and actually at one point I turned my back to like shake I don't know I was doing something with the martinis and I hear a crash and like my vase was just on the floor it wasn't shattered but all my flowers were like everywhere and he was like oh my god I'm so sorry blah blah like you know profusely apologizing and I was like it's okay don't worry about it like whatever as long as in my head I was like as long as the face isn't broken I don't care so and he's just like trying to pick it up he like goes and gets more water for it was like super concerned about this vase falling and he put the flowers back in there differently than how I had put them in but I didn't really know that at the time I just like figured I was like okay this is awkward I'm gonna pretend like that didn't happen and we both kind of pretended like it didn't happen you know and I actually stopped I was like cleaning today or just doing something in my apartment I haven't like had a second to like really look at my flowers recently so I had a second to just like stand there and look at them for a second today and I was like wow I like how he put them back in better than how I had originally put them in and I was like is this poetic is this like symbolic that you know I need someone else to show me that there's other ways to look at the world like maybe that's it like because our conversation as much as we were on the same wavelength I feel like he also kind of not like challenged me but the ways he was talking about things and the way he was like it almost it did kind of challenge me a little bit I was like wow that is a different way of looking at things or that is a different idea or something and I feel like every other date I've ever been on it's just it's always kind of like a power struggle between like you know or just waiting to say say something cool about yourself or I don't know and with him it was like I'd known him for a really long time I always think of that one phrase or that one um song lyric it's like have I known you 20 years or 20 minutes or 20 seconds 20 seconds or 20 years that's it Taylor Swift um so yeah I thought I wrote that down in my journal because I thought that was like just interesting interesting little tidbit so how was that for a story I was not anticipating telling you guys at such great length about my date but I thought that it was a really good one I think he thinks so too we're gonna have another one so that's usually a good sign of a first date or good first date so yeah um I think that was a pretty good story what do you think like a little anecdote there because I think there's a lack of storytelling in our world because things are so fast-paced now things are so quick people want short and sweet and they don't really tell stories anymore so I thought that was a little little good uh segment and I actually thought of this today this just popped back in my head um the fact that we we see more stories than we hear isn't that funny like we don't really like hear stories anymore we see them we read them we look at instagram stories instagram stories is the new story telling okay which i think is great especially when you're multitasking or you're at work or you're out and about and you can like see a whole story see someone's day-to-day really like feel engrossed in something while you're doing other things don't get me wrong that's amazing and not that you're not multitasking right now listening to me talk but I think that just hearing a story hearing it unfold hearing kind of the stuttering the natural progression of storytelling is so important so 
yeah, I read that today or, or I thought of it today and I wrote it down in my journal and now I'm reading it to you guys, that concept of that we see more stories than we hear. I was texting a client, a freelance client, and I was like, oh, like something, something stories, thinking about Instagram stories. And it's just so funny because I remember a time where Instagram stories and Snapchat stories didn't exist. I also remember when Instagram stories was a thing, became a thing. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to betray Snapchat. I love my Snapchat stories. Like, I'm never going to betray Snapchat by going on Instagram stories. No one even uses Instagram stories. There was a time where not many people used Instagram stories because people didn't, didn't get that it, like, pops up at the top. So I think that it's kind of interesting how things have progressed. I wonder if Facebook stories will ever be a thing. I feel like no. I feel like we have enough stories now. They need to, like, do something new. But that's just my my take on that. So I want to take a quick break to introduce one of tonight's sponsors. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Wantable, which is a personal styling service that basically sends you on-trend clothing in a style or a fitness edit. So an edit is seven pieces of hand-picked clothing from a variety of really amazing brands. So when I first heard of this, I was like, that's incredible. I don't really have trouble with my day-to-day outfits, but when it comes to workout outfits, like I never know what to pair. I always just end up wearing all black because I don't know what to wear and what would look good on my body type. So with Wantable, it's super easy because all I did was take a really quick quiz that kind of caters everything to just my body type, what I typically wear, what I don't feel comfortable in, etc. And so from there, they're going to use my results and pick out a bunch of clothes for me, seven different pieces, and send them to me. And I won't have to worry. They're all going to go together. It's going to be super easy for me to just throw them on and go work out because I think half the battle in working out is making sure you have a good outfit on that not only looks kind of cute, but also won't slide all over the place when you're running or doing exercises, etc. So like I said, you just take a style or fitness quiz to get started and one of their in-house stylists, which is so cool, gets to know your closet, your lifestyle, your sizing, and the unique preferences that you have so they can outfit you for anything and everything. And so you get five days to try on everything at home, which is great, and decide what you want to buy or what you want to send back. And basically all it involves is a $20 styling fee. And this is great for me because, you know, as I'm working from home a lot lately, I don't have time to go out and try on a ton of stuff. And I also like trying on things in the comfort of my own home and not in a dressing room so it's very convenient and also it's just super easy to use you can choose how often you want to receive your edits you can refresh your look monthly or seasonally whatever makes sense for you and shipping returns and exchanges are all free so my stylist is putting together a little edit for me as we speak i filled out the quiz a few days ago and i'm so excited to receive everything i'll let you guys know what i think about it when i receive it but yes wantable is going to help me out let them help you too in taking the challenge out of finding the right clothes for you to wear every day and basically all you have to do is go to wantable.com slash k-a-t-y katie for 25 dollars off of your first edit that's w-a-n-t-a-b-l-e dot com slash katie that's k-a-t-y for 25 dollars off of your first edit wantable.com slash katie and thank you to wantable for sponsoring this episode but yeah i thought i would also give you a little update on my freelancing life and my just changes because it's been almost i think two months officially since i put in my notice i was quitting my corporate job so a lot has changed in my lifestyle i'm spending a lot more time at home which is great but also of course has limitations i feel like i get a little cooped up sometimes and have to go for a walk you know and clear my head and a part of just being a creative person is I need those times and it's hard for me to budget those times into my day-to-day like I think I can just go a whole day with like creating things for clients creating my own stuff for YouTube Instagram podcasting and just not leave this chair that I'm sitting in but I've learned that it's something that I do need to do in order to just survive as a human being and even today I had a little bit of a I don't want to call it a meltdown 
because it wasn't a full-on meltdown like there weren't like full-on tears but I just got very overwhelmed for a second I have some moments of like pretty I don't want to say anxiety because I'm not I don't actually have prescribed anxiety or is it prescribed diagnosed diagnosed that's the right word but I have little anxious moments where I just get super in my head about things and I'm like I'm a failure I was producing some stuff for a client that was I was really proud of and it just got some harsh criticism and I just took it super hard and just had a moment where I needed to just like sit in my bed and just like breathe because I was getting super heated I was like I just want to tell this client I want to quit like I don't even want to do this anymore because I have some clients that are super easy going about what I'm creating for them and then there's this one to two that are a little bit harder in the sense that they just have a lot more edits which is fine I've, you know I've, I'm used to that just working a corporate job I was used to that but sometimes it just gets super overwhelming and I just get to the point where I get super just negative I whatever just in like a little funk situation so I needed to just like lay down and breathe and the way that I snap myself out of it which I think is probably useful information for you guys because I'm sure all of us get in these little funks I know a few of my friends have gotten emotional at work over certain things just when things don't go your way obviously but then also just when there's just unanticipated criticism etc I just sat in my bed I was breathing practicing my breathing and also just reminding myself why I started or where I started because I think that is so important to just surviving in your given career is reminding yourself why you started if you're passionate about your job which I certainly hope you are or your major or a number of things you're doing in your life it's important to remember why you started and I just was taken back you know I'm laying in my bed I'm seeing this as like a movie scene where there's like a flashback so I was flashing back to I think about third grade third or fourth grade was when I realized that I had a certain gift for creativity and here is how I know this and I actually like forgot about this this is like a suppressed memory that I just like didn't remember until recently I used to so you know how there was like agenda books when we were kids little agenda books that we were given by the school and they were like ugly to be honest Uh, mine had like fun facts on each page or like fun like historical like this day in history whatever and they were super tacky notebooks that were agenda books where you put your homework and stuff so I you know, made a creative solution back in the third grade and I redid the cover of my journal or my journal. I keep calling it a journal agenda book. I redid the cover. So I I cut out little pictures from magazines from like Tiger Beat and like all the cheesy magazines I was getting like Justin Bieber and whatever. And I cut out all these pictures. I cut out like words from the articles I thought were cool and got different construction paper and basically collaged the front of my agenda book. And I brought it to school the next day and everyone was like, that is so cool. And basically I took, I took like clear packing tape, not even like actual lamination. I took clear packing tape and I covered the front of the notebook or the, the agenda. I keep calling it a different thing. You get it with the clear packing tape. So it'd be water resistant because I was nervous that, you know, the paper would get all messed up with my various things in my backpack. And I brought it to school the next day and I was just I was marveling at the response. Everyone was so supportive of my redone agenda that they wanted their own. And they were like, Katie, like, can you make me one? And so slowly but surely, I started just redoing everyone's agenda. And I would ask them for things that they liked. Or I would, because I didn't really have a phone back then, I don't think. I don't even think I had like an email address so I couldn't really I would call them on the the landline I'm pretty sure and or I'd like take notes on what they wanted back this is just so funny for me to talk about because this is so 
just what I do now is so similar to that. You know, creating graphics and creating stuff for brands is exactly the same, like in the same grain as what I did in third grade. And I started a business. I charged like 30 cents or something like, or I think it was 50 cents because I just wanted to save up my uh, quarters because when the ice cream man came around my neighborhood, he like accepted like multiple quarters and whatever for like, I don't know, an ice cream sandwich or something. So I was like, okay, great. You can pay me 50 cents. And if you can't afford that, you can pay me just a quarter. I even made like a promotional material. I didn't even know that I was creating a business or I didn't know anything about what I was doing at the time. But I remember making a sheet of options people could choose from like different colors or different concepts like celebrities or more just inspirational words. And I remember having this little sheet and I would bring it to recess and, you know, out on the playground be like, what do you want? And I like set up shop and I would create these things. I create them at home, but I would get my clients on the playground and that was how I started in my creative just mindset of wanting to make beautiful things for people for other people and that's where I started in like actually the third grade and I always forget that this happened and I'm angry that I do so I'm happy I'm putting it into like something tangible here in this podcast episode because this was the premature version of what I do now and that is why I started why I started that I mean for for a little little chunk of it it was kind of because I wanted the recognition of being cool and making these things. But I also loved seeing them around. I loved seeing people carrying my creations and I loved just the creative element of making them for people. I thought it was so cool to be able to make something custom for someone else. And I've had a number of obviously side hustles, little things I've started and I haven't you know, followed through with. There's a few things that have kind of fizzled over the years. But for the most part, my spirit and my energy with what I'm doing has been the same since third grade so you just gotta when you're getting in a crazy funk of just really down on yourself really angry I, I get really angry I'm not sad as much as I'm just pissed usually whenever you get in those moods just obviously there's a few general things you do drink some water take a deep breath go for a walk but also just remember why you started and remember yourself as a kid I actually wrote this down on a sheet of paper just think back to you as a child where did the creative you know, spirit and you begin. And I said, selling redesigned agenda book covers in the third grade. I'd sell them for 50 cents. I wrote that in my journal. And I wasn't really at the time thinking big picture. I didn't even know where babies came from, yet I was a self-made entrepreneur in third grade. I couldn't play sports. Running the mile was actually my idea of hell, but I could create agenda book covers for people. And so that is what I did. So that's a big takeaway that I've learned just from being a freelancer, being on my own schedule. I need to learn to manage my time better. It's really pushing me to do that because I can't be working into the early hours of the night and waking up super. I need to just balance my life a little bit, which is good because I can actually do that now and make sure I do make time for certain things. It's very nice. Very uh, happy with my choice still of going the freelance route. But I actually got lunch the other day with my friend Emma, who's also a freelancer. She's extremely talented. If you ever look up um, esm.creative, yeah, that's her username, Emma. She's amazing. She does graphics for a bunch of podcasts. So if you're thinking of starting a podcast, you should definitely go to her to make your art and your Instagram assets. She does a lot of really amazing packages. And so she's actually been doing freelance a lot longer, well, like probably eight or nine months longer than me. So she knows a lot more than I do. She taught me a lot of valuable skills like 
you know, booking, making books um, of all of your expenses and whatnot, and also just submitting invoices, making sure you get paid on time, um, logging your hours, making contracts, like all these things I never would have thought of because I'm, I'm a super creative person. I'm not very analytical. I'm not very good at remembering to do the obvious things to make sure that like, you know, the pieces fit and whatnot. So it's nice having her in my life. And we got lunch the other day. She was telling me, I was asking her more so like, what are the biggest lessons you've learned or what are the biggest things you've learned? We were ta- both talking about like the things we've learned while doing this and she was like, I think the biggest lesson I've learned, the biggest thing that I've had to adopt is I don't have to say yes to everyone. And I have to not only think about whether or not they want to work with me, but I also have to think about, do I want to work with them? And I was like, wow, that is going in the podcast. That is so good because it kind of applies to a lot of things. Even if you're not in freelance, even if you're just living your life, you kind of, you have to realize you can do a lot of things. You can, you can accomplish a lot of things in a day but you can't do everything and so you do have to be picky with things and when you're being picky you have to realize that there's going to be some things that you don't feel work with your aesthetic and your vibe and you have to know that not that you can't take on a challenge but I think it's important to not only think of whether or not they want to work with you but think about whether or not you want to work with them and you know if we think about this apply this to like a dating sphere it's like you could be super wanted by a person and I think a lot of us get really really just kind of blinded by that and we think oh they want us so badly they'd be such a great boyfriend whatever but you have to think like do I want them back think critically you know do I want them back or am I just going to waste their time are they going to waste my time whatever so I think it's just important to remember that you do have a choice in your life you have a lot of choices actually so I want to take a little break to introduce a sponsor of tonight's episode tonight's episode is sponsored by my friends at HelloFresh you guys know how much I love HelloFresh which is America's number one meal kit where you can get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your front door all you have to do is cook and enjoy which I do on a almost weekly basis I love HelloFresh I love using them Um, I am just super uninspired in the kitchen I never know what to make I never know what I'm in the mood for and so it's nice to have HelloFresh around to tell me kind of what I want because they have the most amazing recipes. They make cooking delicious meals at home a reality for me regardless of my very lack of comfort in the kitchen. I have no comfort in the kitchen. I don't know what I'm doing. Their recipes are super step-by-step, very easy instructions on how to make things. I really need it spelled out for me when it comes to making things, anything that's more than, you know, my typical dinner that I make for myself. So it's nice to have HelloFresh's awesome, easy to understand instructions. And you can break out of your dinner rut with their 20 plus seasonal chef curated recipes each week and there's something for everyone from family recipes to calorie smart vegetarian and there's a bunch of fun menu series as well so i love HelloFresh. they're also super flexible so you can add meals to your weekly order or yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough and overall you can just easily change your delivery days and make it catered to your lifestyle which is super easy and just you know it's it's um which is super easy and I love them for that. So as we know, you guys can get nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to hellofresh.com slash hellokatie9. So that's hello, H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H.com slash hellokatie9 and using my code hellokatie9. So you'll get your nine free meals with that code at that website, hellofresh.com slash hellokatie9 and you guys can get started with HelloFresh. Happy cooking and thanks to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. And I think sometimes we can get a little bit overwhelmed by how many choices we have. And because there's so many, I mean, because we're very privileged and lucky, a lot of us to have choice. A lot of people in the world don't have choice. So it's very great 
to admit that I do have a lot of choices, but in admitting that, there's also the concept that there are so many choices that sometimes we get super overwhelmed and don't make any at all, which happens to me often. I'm like, there's so many different instances of how this applies, but just in terms of getting freelance jobs, there's so many people that reach out to me and I've learned over the past few months that I can't be such a yes man all the time. That's what landed me in unhappiness at L'Oreal was just saying yes way too much, saying yes when I wanted to say no. You have to know that there's going to be times where you know you don't want to do it. You know And I've actually discussed this on the podcast before. You have to recognize whether or not you're saying no out of fear or saying no out of just not wanting to or not thinking you can handle it and knowing after careful consideration that you can't handle it. I like to do this thing where I take a day and I think about it because, of course, we act rashly sometimes when we make very spur-of-the-moment decisions. So sometimes you have to give it a day and think about it and usually the other party, whether it be in a relationship or in just a freelance or someone that you're working with or, I don't know, a teacher, I don't know, I'm trying to like apply this as many things as possible, I'm like really reaching, just they'll be respectful of your time of just giving it a day to think about it because I think I make very bad decisions when it's like comes down to like I have 10 seconds to make the decision, usually I make a pretty bad decision, except for when it came to my apartment because did I tell you guys a story about this apartment? So for background, if you guys uh, aren't familiar, but I'm sure you kind of are, like it's pretty known or pretty like common knowledge that New York housing is just so stressful for a number of reasons. First of all, it's super expensive. But second of all, it's just very, things go very fast because there's a lot of people that obviously want to live here and they want to live in the best places for the cheapest amount and whatever. So there's a lot of competition when you're looking at an apartment. You kind of have to know in the back of your mind that 10 other people are probably trying to see it as well. So you kind of have to go into each place with your materials almost basically ready to sign like on the dotted line if you want the place because it's going to just go to someone else if you don't. I actually saw this one apartment here in the city um, this time around when I was moving in June or I saw it in May I'm pretty sure it was like a month before I saw this one place and it was perfect guys it was a one bedroom it was like in the greatest area it was just it was new updated appliances everything I think there was also a washer and dryer which like is just unreal in New York like in unit washer and dryer and of course I like wasn't quite sure about it like I was like I love it but like I need to call my parents I need to like talk did I say parent? Why did I say parents like that? Parents and my friends. I just send people pictures, whatever. I like, you know, had like a few hours where I was just like weighing in on like what I thought about it with my various people that I was texting. And I texted my agent and I was like, I'm like definitely going to make an offer on it. And he's like, oh, darn, someone else just submitted an offer. Like, you're welcome to still submit one. But just so you know, like in the past hour, someone else like applied for it. And of course, I still applied, but they got it. So I had to look at another place, which is where I'm sitting right now luckily I ended up getting this place which I think is so important that I got this place because I don't know how I would have created all the stuff I create in a one bedroom that small this place is actually I mean it's probably smaller honestly this apartment but it has better layout for me creating things and just like laying on the floor like taking pictures and whatever the things I do so yeah but I had to basically come into this place and I was still with the same agent um as the previous and I learned my lesson this time I like came in and I had everything in a folder like ready to give him if I wanted it like had a blank check and everything ready and I come in here and obviously at first I was like I don't know about this place it's like outdated a little bit like you know but there wasn't 
anything super glaringly bad but I wasn't sure I needed to like picture all my stuff in it but what I did was so I was with the agent and he said that there was someone else that was looking at it because I was like okay give me spill the tea like who else is looking at this place how much time do I realistically have to make an offer on this place and he was like well there's one other person I was going to show it to in an hour and they're actually pretty serious about it and I was like okay so if I tell you in the next 30 minutes if I want this place will you not show it to them or will you just like you know prioritize my my bid or whatever I don't know what what you call it like offer no application that's it application and he was like okay like fine I was he wasn't like not gonna have it at first and I was like no wait I need 30 minutes just to call my parents and text like at least one of my friends just to make sure because I always need like another opinion living alone it's like I need someone else to like weigh in a little bit at least so I booked it downstairs I went to Starbucks um the NYU Starbucks like around like two blocks away from here three blocks maybe four I don't know it's like kind of close and I like sat in there because I had my laptop and I needed like wi-fi to like connect to the server or something to like get um some document I don't really remember but I just needed to be at Starbucks I know that and so I'm literally there was no seats I'm standing in Starbucks with my laptop open calling my parents in one ear and basically I just I decided after talking to my parents for like five minutes I like booked it back to this apartment and I was like okay I'm like breathless at this point it's also summertime so I'm sweating and I'm like I'll take it (laughs) so yeah I don't know why I just like launched into this tangent but like sometimes you do have to act fast but for a lot of different various things in your life you have time to like cool off and decide and choose and think rationally um that story totally didn't relate but I thought it was a nice story I think the the theme of this episode is just little stories that I want to throw at you and things that I've learned things that I've done because I feel like there's not really an easier way to learn things than to just do them you learn by doing and therefore you you teach by doing and so I think that sharing these stories with you kind of helps you in your life in some way shape or form even if it's something small or just bringing a smile to your face that's what I'm here for guys okay this is super unrelated to everything I just talked about but I read this story I mean hey my pattern app told me to tell you everything I learned this month so here I am telling you another thing despite the fact that it's super unrelated but it was a very powerful story because so basically the other day I was killing some time because I was a little early for a meeting and so I was killing some time in paper source I freaking love that place and I was reading this one book it was like it's like a picture book about like the greatest women of all time or something and I just I get a little nostalgic because I remember when I used to talk about a different historical person or woman every single episode and I just kind of stopped doing that which is sad and I want to pick that up again so I thought despite the fact that this episode wasn't perfectly woven around this story I thought I would still share it nonetheless because it was a good little badass story to bring us into the weekend so okay I'm gonna read it a little story for you guys in the grain of our storytelling theme and then we're gonna talk about it so great-great-granddaughter of Genghis Khan became a legend among the nomadic Mongol people as an undefeated wrestler of suitors. Katalan was also known for her impressive athleticism in horsemanship, archery, and wrestling. At the time, women in Mongolian culture were trained to participate in battles on the field. Archery on horseback was their combat style of choice. As a princess, Katalan challenged every suitor to a bet of 100 horses on a wrestling match, promising to marry the man who could defeat her. No man ever did, and it's rumored that she collected a coterie of 10,000 horses along the way. Because of her athletic talent and political savvy, her tribe believed that she was blessed by the heavens, so she rode into battle alongside her father, and they never lost. She eventually married a follower of her father's, a man of her choosing, and when her father passed on, he named her as his successor over her 14 older brothers. 
that's incredible like we think we take on a lot in a week you know our normal lives but this this woman literally defeated suitors like potential suitors and stole all their horses or won all their horses rather and basically just was undefeated through life like if that's not something that we should all strive to be like maybe not undefeated per se but just just doing something a little bit outlandish and crazy and reaping the benefits of doing that and also having like she had the choice to pick her own husband I feel like that's not a thing that would happen in those times like I just think this woman had so much just chutzpah and so I just thought I would share that story with you guys and that's how we're going to close the episode I thought she was a good way to uh, bring us into the weekend of course just knowing that we are all badasses we have a little bit of kutlan deep in us all of us and that we should not take no for an answer because we could win some horses over it and men men are nothing compared to us in our uh archery well my paper just fell archery on horseback can you imagine archery i can't even do archery on like flat ground archery on horseback and like hitting moving targets oh my god Anyway, so I digress. <laughs> that is all I'm going to talk about tonight. I know this, this episode was all over the place. It was like up, down, all around. But I think that the stuff I talked about tonight is super relevant. And I just did what the pattern app told me to do. Share what I've learned this month. And so that I did. Okay. Oh, excuse me, sir. There's a lot of drama happening on my street right now. So uh, it's a good chance for me to say goodbye. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Talk to you all next week. Mm-hmm.